Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My name is Zahreddin Treki, and this is episode two of Kuluna Tuhaf. Um, the guest I have with me today is a very, very good friend of mine, uh, Sadiq. Um, Shalhalik Sadiq. Alhamdulillah, Shakhbar. Shalhamdulillah, Allah, Alhamdulillah. Um, Sadiq, um, or Boundcast, whatever. Um, you know, I've been a very big fan of your work for a very, very long time. So just give us a little bit about yourself. Um, what, uh, who you are, what you do, uh, and, and where you're from. So I come, first of all, thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm actually excited to see where this goes on <laughs> from here. Uh, my name is Steve Gallad. I'm born and raised in Benghazi, Libya, moved to Ottawa, Canada in 2014, got into photography in 2016. That was when I first bought my first camera and pursued it more professionally starting in 2018. And here we are today. So, um, where do you think you you got this passion for photography? Like, where did it start exactly? Did it start in Benghazi or did it start in Ottawa? It definitely started when I, when I was young. So in Benghazi, whenever I traveled with my family, we had like a small point and shoot camera, and I'd always like picking it up and just snap, snapping photos here and there. But then I went on a trip with my friend here when I moved to Canada. I was in Toronto, and he had a professional DSLR camera. And after seeing the photos and how high quality they were, that's actually what got me into it. So, uh, no, no way. I expected it to start like like when you came here, because I don't feel like when you're in Libya, just in general, like you can't really get access to a lot of like, you know, like cameras and things like that. Like, do you think if you had stayed, in, let's say, let's say for example, like you know, like everything went on as, as is, do you think you would have gone into photography or do you think you just would have dropped it? To be honest, people back home, they're into photography. Lots of people I know to this day, I'm sure, you know, a couple of creatives that I sent you the other day. There's lots of people that pursue photography. However, for my case, it was only when I traveled to just take family, like pictures of the family. It was never like landscapes or anything like that. I'll actually share a couple of photos with you later of me holding like a point and shoot camera. And I was like, 12 or something along those lines however if i did stay in Benghazi for the rest of my life i highly doubt i would have gotten into photography just because that's not a thing there and why do you think that is creative like creativity is just not like people aren't motivated to being a creative like i don't know how to say this but I'm trying to word it correctly but Exactly. They, they don't want to, like they don't want to see people. I get muhandis, I get doctor, again. like one of those things. Out of it, so like creativity is just you don't get motivated to go into that like corridor of life, you know. But but with with that with that mindset, do you think you like let's say um, like if you had that mindset. It wouldn't have inspired you to do anything. You would have just stayed home and done nothing. So how did you go from, hey, you know what? This is more than a hobby. This is, this is, I'm going to turn this and profit from it. Like, where did that, where did that mindset kick in? To be honest, my father has always motivated me to do like whatever I enjoy. Like, 
the stereotypical Libyan father of, oh yeah, you have to go into it behind this. Uh, I, I never had that with my father. My father was like, pursue whatever you want. So I think that helped me a lot, knowing that I had my parents backing of whatever I wanted to do. So I think that's where I actually, like I got motivated to follow, like do what I like basically or do what I enjoy. And did you start selling your photos from the beginning or how long did it take for you to start selling your photos? Oh, no, 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 no. My photos were garbage at the beginning. If you scroll, <laughs> if you scroll all the way down by Valencast. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even want to delete them. I just kept them there just so I can always go back and see how bad I was or where I started. So, no, no, I only started selling like in 2018, I want to say. Basically, no, not even. I think 2019. Basically, I had this photo that went viral of the Parliament Peace Tower. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I shot that photo and I didn't think much of it. I've even posted a couple of other photos from that same day before I even posted the photo that went viral. And then when I posted it, everybody started DMing me wanting photos. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me create a Facebook page and I'll just post a photo there. And I only had like 200 like likes on my page there. It was just friends and family. And all of a sudden, that post got like 1,200 shares or something along those lines. And like all white Canadians all wanted that photo. And then people <laughs> reaching out from Chicago, Florida. And I'm like, why do you guys want a photo of Ottawa? And then it turns out like they actually used to live here in Ottawa and they just want like a Inspires nostalgia. Yeah. So that's when I started. I'm like, okay, you know what? There's actually a, like, a market. A market for it, basically. Like people actually want this type of work. So I started posting on Reddit, Facebook, Instagram. And then people just reach out now. And before you reach that point, at any point before that, did you think, uh, you know what? Like, I'm never going to reach to this level of me selling my photos. I'm just going to, you know what? Like, I never actually thought of it as a business. Like, the whole time I've always just, I'm like, oh, I enjoy doing photography. I, I edit photos. Like, I post on Instagram not to gain fame or gain anything like that. It's just for me to show my work. If, if nothing came of it from the other at the end i wouldn't mind it was never a goal of mine to make money off of it like but did you ever feel like you know what like photography is not for me like i'm i'm not going to do it anymore like i i'm absolute garbage i definitely i definitely get creative blocks and sometimes like i'll be editing photos and i'm like why am i even doing this like like i'll be struggling to edit a photo and i'll be like why am i doing this for who am i doing this and then, so that's why I usually like take two, three weeks off just to put my mind back into it. And I'm just like, relax oh, and think about Never mind. I'm actually decent at it or more than decent at it. And like, I enjoy doing this and then seeing all the people supporting my work. I'm like, okay, never mind. That's why I do this. Do you think, um, like, how long does it take for you to like edit a photo on average? On average, I'd say about 10, 15 minutes per photo. However, I've had photos that have taken me four hours to edit. But in so. the, do you ever go back to, like, I know, like, you'll take a photo, like, three years from now, and then you'll edit it, like, four years later. Um, is, is there a reason why, like, does something just click in your head? I, so basically, like, I'll take a photo today, and I'll look at it, and I'm like, okay, never mind, I'm not that impressed by it. But then, like... I'll take, for example, two years off and I won't even look at that photo. And then I go back, I'm like, hey, you know what? Never mind. I have like, I've improved my editing techniques. Now I know how I want to edit this photo. Or Like what, insp what, what inspires that change? Like, where do you think that change comes from? 
practice, like just continuously shooting, you learn more watching other creators, whether they're Libyan creators, like Libyan photographers or just famous photographers out there, like just seeing their work and you, you get inspired by their work as well. So that definitely will what inspires it. Like wh- where, where do you think, like, where do you go in a moment? Like when you're taking a photo, like, you know what, this, this specific angle of this specific area is going to look really good. Like I should just take a photo of this and post it. Like, where does that come in? I feel like I've always had that. Like an eye for that shot. So I've always had that. But then even then, the more you shoot, the more you have your camera out with you, you start to, like thinking of different angles you want to shoot the photo. And for example, I try to tell stories with my photos. It's like sometimes if I'm shooting like straight on, it's not really telling the story. So if I take it like from a side, like the side shot and like putting in people into the shot or having a main subject into the shot, then it'll tell the story. And yeah. Because I've been on shoots with you, right? And there's there's certain places where I go, I will never, ever take a picture there and I will never, ever post it. But you somehow, somehow, I don't know. It, it just, it just somehow you just magically make beauty out of absolutely nothing. No, no, but like, <laughs> it's just, I start like imagining things. Like I'd go into a place, first thing I'd be looking, I'm like, okay, how can I take photos here and make it look pretty or make it look beautiful? Out of like, it. But what, but what are the stories that you're trying to tell with your photos? Like, I know you, you, you usually do nature photos or just of buildings, but what, what is the story that you tell behind these? Each photo has a completely different story. If you realize, for example, when I'm doing like all my full photos, like there's always like, for example, leading lines into the story. There's like a bridge that leads into the full colors. Like you'll imagine yourself walking through that photo out of it. I'm not just taking a picture of a leaf and calling it a day, you know? Do you, do you plan ahead of time of what you, you would like to take pictures of? When I travel, yes. Like in government, like let's say 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 Matalan like what do you what like do you go, oh you know what? Like I'm going, me and my family are going to Gatineau Park today. You, I'm a I'm a, I'm gonna need a photo of a bench with the leaves behind it, for example, like during the fall time. Like, do you plan that ahead of time or is it just on the go, like creative inspiration? It's a mix of both. I have to, for example, told them I did my homie to get no park actually in, during fall. I knew I wanted a, like a photo of a bridge going into like the forest, and then so I knew which trail to go to that would have that out of it. So yeah, like it's a mix, I guess, because like I'll go there and all of a sudden I'll see like this barn in the forest. I'm like, okay, you know what? It actually looks sick if I take a photo of it from this angle, for example. Like I never had that in mind going to that specific trail, taking that photo of that, for example, barn or shed. However, so yeah, it's just basically a mix of both. Almost always. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, do you do you decide on the spot after you take the photo that you know what this is going on Instagram or like what's the process between taking the photo and that photo going on Instagram? Sometimes photos require very minimal editing. So like as soon as I take the photo, I'm like, yep, that's the one. But I didn't feel so well, for example, for sunsets. Because I'm able to completely change uh, like sunset photos. 
بالضبط لو ضي ما اعرفش كيف يطلع اكزاكتلي اي كان تشينج ذا كلرز اي كان لايك موف بلوز انتو بيربلز اند يلوز انتو اورنجز اند ثينكس لايك ذات سو Each, like each photo, like for example, sometimes I'll take a photo, I'm like, yep, that's the one, for example, when I took the uh, parliament photo, I'm like, yeah. okay, this is, this is the perfect shot that requires very minimal editing, and I know I'll be posting it. And then there's some photos of fall colors, for example, that look a bit browny, dirty kind of colors, and then I'm like, okay, you know what? No, I'm not sure if I'll post that. But then once I upload them like, into Lightroom and apply my presets to the photos, I'm like, that's right. like when you take when you take those photos like how long does it like those instagramable photos like your your instagram is packed with with like fire content whether it be on your own personal page or on boundcast like how long does it take you to take the perfect photo like your let's say your most liked post how long did it take for you to to take that photo and edit it all in all My most liked photo is actually of a trail during winter. To this day, to be honest, it's not even my favorite photo. So I don't get why I got that many likes. <laughs> <laughs> it got about like, I think 6,000 plus likes on the photo and I didn't even see it coming. Like I, I can literally name you 10 better photos I've taken. But I guess I, with, like the Instagram algorithm and all that, like <laughs> you never know why a photo does so well. But for example, that photo, it took me ages to take the photo. Like I went back to the trail, I think like three or four times till one time there was a skier just walking right through the middle. And I just captured the photo and everybody was like messaging me like, is that your friend in the photo? I'm like, no, I generally have no idea who that guy was. was just <laughs> right place, right time. Do you, do you, did you ask the guy, like when you take photos of randoms, you just like ask the dude like, yo man, I'm, can I take a picture of you? You know, like, you know, those TikToks, you ever seen those TikToks? Like, oh, I asked a random dude today to take a picture and this is how it turned out. Like, do you ask those guys like, yo, you know what? Can I take a picture of you and then send it to you later and see how you like it? Or does that never happen to you? It depends if I'm doing a full on close up or not. However, I always do that. There's like, for example, just this past summer in Istanbul, I think I asked about like three or four people. One of them was this Russian lady and then this old Turkish man. I haven't posted those photos in yours yet. But for example, the photo of this Turkish man, I actually took a photo of him August 2019. And then I was back in the exact same spot this year and he was there again. So I showed him the old photo and he all like got so excited. He's like, take another one, take another one. <laughs> so no, no, I, I do that as well. But mostly because like, I'm not really doing full on close ups. I don't do portraits as much. So I don't really ask for permission. I just capture the shot. Like, is your, is your main source of you posting your photos on Instagram? Like, do you get people messaging you like, oh, they, that's me that's in the photo or did it just like, let it slide or do you mess your feet? Rarely does it happen, but it's happened once or twice that people message, oh, that's me in the photo. For example, when I shot the Black Lives Matter protest. Do they ask you to take it down or look no, no, they usually just want to be tagged in the photo. So I just tag them and move on. Because you're allowed to take photos in public. Right. So, but yeah. you, you know you get those and you always get like there there's always that one annoying person that's like hey i don't want to be in the photo or they just yell at you or whatever it be like even if you're just taking like like i'm not taking a video of a random thing people always like try to move away from the camera or things like that because they just don't want to be in the picture yeah no that happens a lot but like no one ever has messaged like oh i'm in that photo take it down because they actually don't have a right to that you know right Because it's um, my photo, it's public space, so you're allowed to actually take photos. Right. 
but, but you know, I've never you, had that happen to me. I'm do, you, do you think like Instagram, do you, Instagram is probably your, your most used one, right? Correct. Like out, out of Facebook and that. And are, are most of your followers Libyans or is it just So when I first started my Instagram account, and that was my only Libyan followers that I had. So let's say 200, 300 followers all in all. And then the rest were just like Turkish people, Italians, Greeks, Americans, and Canadians. Those are my top five locations. And then for some reason, Greeks went out of the way and more became like people from England. So it's a mix of those. And then well, I didn't have that many Libyans till I made my Twitter account. I made my Twitter account, then it's easier to get into like Libyan Twitter. Right, right. And people actually okay, realizing that. or seeing your photos for the first time. Because all it needs is, for example, for you to retweet my photo, for all your followers to see my photos. Yeah. Know? It's harder on Instagram. Ashan sharing and things like that. Not everyone views stories and the algorithms yeah. and whatnot. Exactly. So I'd say Twitter out of my, I think, I don't even know how many followers I have. I think about like 800 or something. I think probably like 700 of them are Libyans. While on Instagram, it's the complete opposite. I'd probably have, let's say, out of my 8,000 plus followers, I probably have like only 1,000 Libyans. Do you, like on, uh, do you market yourself as a Libyan photographer though on Instagram? Now, now I have. Before, I didn't. I just put location, Ottawa, Canada, and that was about it. Like, I had to tell them I in Libya next to my name to slowly, slowly. Get more. The only downside is I don't have any photos of Libya. Ah. If I did have that, like if I had photos of Libya, of whether it be Benghazi, Trabzon, or Masrat, or Sirte, any of the big cities, any city to be honest, if I had any of those photos, then I I expect like Libyans to really start following them. Libya, let's say you go back, what pictures are you hoping to capture, or what what do you want to show in your pictures? Ashan like. You know, with a lot of issues going on in Libya, like do you think you'll you'll get those same experiences as you did when you were younger? Obviously not, but do you think you can capture the same places and show the same stories as you did? Like if I were to go to Libya, like you wouldn't, for example, if I went back to Benghazi, you wouldn't see me posting pictures of like lost blood and it being completely demolished. That's not the Benghazi or Libya that I yeah. want to show. Tawra didn't really leave anything for us, right? Exactly. So, like, if I were to talk about, if, like, if I wanted to post photos, I post photos of, like sunsets or buildings that are still in good shape or in good condition. Are is, are you gonna do like? Well, if you do go back, would it be? Would you go like to places you haven't been before, like, like Timshi Lagdamas, Timshi Gharian, like take pictures of like areas you've never been, or Timshi Lamakli Tarafum, Tarafa Nasur Hayat Lamiya Fmiya. Both, to be honest, I've been to Gdamas before, but. I wasn't into photography at all, so like I never actually captured it. Like in that, if I were to go back, I'd, I'd basically start from the beginning. So like in Nadi Benghazi, and Sawara Kilha, Balin, Rablis, those are like the main two cities that I really want to capture. And then in Sabrata, Damas, and then there's so much to capture in Libya. Hatta if you go out to the desert. Sahara and the oasis. Yeah. Like I've seen, I've seen pictures of the Sahara like from from like Moroccans and people that have been to Morocco. And they've turned out like like ridiculous. Like that's something that even me, even me, not as a photographer, just for me, I would want to just go back. You know what I mean? There's like so many beautiful views of, of Libya. It's just you notice that sometimes on Twitter you'll be scrolling at someone like yeah. You're like, whoa, there's no way that's in 
Libya kind of thing out of it. So that's the Libya that I want to portray. Do you think life in Libya shaped you to who you are and your work ethic? 100%. I got into it professionally at, I want to say, 18 or 19. And I think living in Libya and going through what I went through, I think just led to me being more mature for my age and knowing what I wanted to do from an early age. So yeah, I definitely think so. Do you think, and uh, like, what, what, how, how could your skills benefit Libya? Like, what, what skills do you have? Do you think, you know what, like from what you learned in the past and from what you've learned as a photographer or living in Canada, like, do you think you could go back and just shape Libya or shape the creatives there? I can definitely, like, I can see myself helping the tourism industry big time. Because, like, sadly, if you go on Google right now and search Benghazi, all you find are pictures of Hillary Clinton and, like, the U.S. Embassy, for example. Yeah. That is one thing that I really do want to change. I want to, like, when you search Benghazi and you be going to be Uzo, Dawal like, our buildings there, Wasla Blood, the church there, Jawama, everything that makes Benghazi what it is. Yeah. A picture of Hillary Clinton. Or even just pictures from the Thawra, because most of, even, even if I search up Masrata, most of the pictures I either see are either Masrata Mahatma, or I see pictures of the Thawra 2011, or I see Tuwar. I don't see anything from, from, what I, from what I remember in Masrata, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't been to Masrata in a very, very long time, but I don't think they put it on the internet. You know no, what I mean? Not. Yeah. No, that's very sad. Like, if you Google, for example, Libya, it's just war. That's all you find on Google. But if you search any other country, other than, obviously, like, Syria and Iraq, but, like, you search the countries next to us. If you search Egypt, they immediately show you their beaches or... And the pyramids. Yeah. Like, any other country next to us, like, Jazeera, Sudan, Chad, all of them, they'll show you what's nice about the country. Except us, it's the complete opposite. I feel like that has to do a lot with 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 the, with the media showing about Libya. Like you 100%. never, Libya. You know what I mean? Like look at look at look at how many amazing Libyans we have. Hafad Quran, or look at the talent we have. Filkura, or look at the photographers, the singers. Yeah, no, they always find the cons. That's about it. Yeah. Um, do you think like photography if uh, if you go back to Libya, do you think photography would be harder to continue with uh, with what's available, or or how how would you see that? Not at all, because like all you need for photography is your camera and then a laptop and a editing program. So and they like they have internet there. They have stores that sell camera gear. Whether you shoot film, you can develop photos there. Or if you just shoot digital, then you don't really need much. like like are things. In Libya, with regards to photography, like lenses and things like that, like I know, like some, you can get a lens for like a hundred, or you can get a lens for like two thousand dollars, you know. For Canada, are they more expensive in Libya? I generally wouldn't know. I don't know at all, just because I wasn't into photography when I was in Libya, so like I never actually even looked into it. So no, I wouldn't know how to answer that. Or even even, like, well, let's say let's say Lightroom and Photoshop. Yeah. So, um, most of it now is cloud-based. Do you think that's right. something that's easily accessible in Libya? Because I, I know, I'm I know. Sure. Obviously, obviously they have internet, like right. 
like اكيد كل everybody has internet in Libya but it's not the the internet that's the issue it's the day okay if you got the day you data and all that all of that you know what i mean thing is when i was back in Libya most of the, the programs used were all cracked yeah so you download them you'd like for example now i pay a subscription for Lightroom for illustrator yeah, yeah and all of that yeah, yeah yeah so it's so it's, so it's a monthly payment that goes out of my credit card like in Arab, just because we don't have like credit cards see, Libya, see, most see of them I mean? just cracked you just you, download you see what I mean? and... that, that's what i'm saying like do you think do you think that like with 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 lightroom and or adobe for example or like the other program being mostly subscription based and using cards you think that's something that the libyan libyans would be able to access 100% just because we always find a way around things there let's مش عليها دي انا قصدي تو لايك go about it legally let's go about it legally you know what i mean like you think you think they could like cards is not a thing in libya like i obviously they have cards like ma fi siula fi albalad you know what i mean like fish amla you know like you can't use a like where have you gone in libya that they've used a credit card they exist they use itunes gift cards yeah they they exist but there's not a thing you know what i mean we samish fa fa kif anna tkhalli alnas ahma you know like fi halba like i know my cousins for example my cousins are very very into photography but i know for a fact they don't use lightroom or 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 they use actually they use it but it's not like the version that me and you are using you know what i mean so so you don't actually have to use one of the adobe programs There's lots of free programs that you can use that are you download them once and that's about it. You don't need to pay for a subscription or anything and they're still amazing. And would they would use, they so. would they come out exactly as other programs or is there yeah, is yeah. there an advantage it's, over it's, one it's, over the other? Adobe is just a massive name, massive Mainor, brand name. Yeah. So that's why everybody goes for it. However, there's lots of other for for example for ed- video editing. There's Premiere where half of the videographers use and then there's like different final cut pro and then like davinci there's lo- like davinci sorry i don't even know what it's called to be honest however but like there's lots DaVinci of different tiktok <laughs> <laughs> shout out my boy uh, doug shout out my boy doug <laughs> you probably um, even listen to this <laughs> but yeah like there's lots of different programs that you can download it doesn't like you don't have to just download adobe lightroom and you can use your phone for example the apple editing software right. they have on the phone and that can do a lot as well How, do you think those like as a beginner you think starting out with like inexpensive tools and then moving your way up or do you think go big or go home no 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 i always start from like because like you'll go into this new career for yourself for example you want to go into photography you don't want to be spending like thousands of dollars and be like Ah, uh, never mind. This is not no, the for me. I'm. It's not something for me. So no, no. I definitely say start like buy the four hundred dollar camera, three hundred dollar camera. See how you like it. Edit for free. Use free softwares, and then slowly, slowly upgrade. If you end up liking what you're doing, like what is this advice you'd give your younger self as well? That is oh. what I did. To be honest, when I first started, um, I bought a very basic. DSLR crop sensor camera it was I think about like $400 and then like two lenses one that came with the camera and then one that I bought for like another $200 something on those lines like في حاجه لما انت لما انت كنت تبدا you know in your beginning في حاجه قلت انه like oh yo تندم عليها ولا do you have no regrets of from what you've learned now as a photographer of course 
you know, it's been like two, three years you've been doing this like professionally. Is there something dumb? Like, do you say, you know what? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I'd say probably the only thing if I were to go into uh, like specifics is just shoot raw instead of just shooting regular JPEG. Just because you're able to store so much data into the photos, you can always go back and change however you'd like. Is it easier to edit when you do when you shoot raw, or is it easier when you do JPEG? Like it's, JPEG, it's easier to manipulate the photo when you shoot raw. For example, the color of the sky, you can easily change it when it's raw. It's way harder when it's JPEG. Out of it, because basically when it's JPEG, it's like imagine there's like this massive screen on top of the photo, and you're just wow. editing the screen out of it. JPEG, خلاص ما عاد تغير فيها شيء. For example, you probably realized it. تصور صورة بالنقادم تاعك because your phone shoots JPEG, and you go to change like the warmth of the photo, the whole photo just changes into either an orange, orange reddish, or into like a purplish bluish. Right. However, with RAW, you're so literally changing, you're literally changing every single pixel or every single color by itself. You know the funny thing is right now. Um, iPhone, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Apple just released um, an update, I think maybe two, three days ago, where you can now shoot raw on the on the new iPhones. Oh, no, I didn't see that. So, yeah. Like, however, you could have, like, beforehand, you could shoot raw on iPhones, however, but you needed to download, like, a specific app. For example, Adobe Lightroom in itself yeah, yeah. on the phone. You can actually use the uh, and camera then, on the app itself, and it shoots raw. Oh, no, way, I didn't know that. They thought it was app. Oh, cool. So you wouldn't actually use the official yeah. camera app. But but Apple, yeah, Apple now shoots raw. Take that in. So you can basically, from what you, from what I've heard now, like based on what you've said, you can shoot raw straight. Like if you shoot, if you get an iPhone and shoot raw and edit those photos, you can pretty much start out as a, as a professional photographer just with an iPhone. All you need is an iPhone to start. Literally. <laughs> and just, Android, and, and just <laughs> iPhone, iPhone, Visco, and there you go. That's your photography career. That's the shit. You can use Snapseed or Lightroom, or you can just now the yeah, like the editing software on the Apple uh, itself, like on the Photos app, is actually very, very good. Really, you can change lots in photos. However, just you won't be able to edit raw photos. But like if you're just shooting regular JPEG photos, I haven't tested out. I haven't tested out shooting raw right now, but I'm gonna test that out. See if I could change a lot from the. From the photos up with the raw, like, because if you could shoot raw straight from the phone, theoretically, you should be able to shoot, um, like, and edit it from the photos up. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know if it saves your phone as a raw. However, for example, Lightroom, just because it's a no, because you know, Apple, like, from iOS 13 and above, everything now saves Wait. into files. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's probably that's how they'd go about it. Yeah, so like shooting raw, for example, you're able to underexpose photos. For example, when you're trying to shoot a photo of someone behind a sunset, it's either you're exposing for the sky or you're exposing for the face. And then right. the other one's completely overexposed or completely underexposed. Yeah. So when you shoot raw, you're able to underexpose and get so much back. So you're able like to increase the shadows without actually including noise or grain into the photo. So kind of whenever you like you start to brighten up a photo, all of a sudden like the whole photo is like noisy and grainy. Is, is there like any advice with editing or just advice in photography that you would give to yourself, Don't to your younger self? It. Don't overdo it. 
anybody that starts always like oh clarity increase exposure that saturation increase that to 100 vibrance increase that to 100 so if you realize anybody that starts photography all their photos are like very colorful like way too much like the blue is like the blue is blue and the very, red is red very powerful blue you know <laughs> you're like what are you doing so that's usually like how you can tell someone that just started photography but we all go through that phase when we first start is there any advice you'd give to to people back home like just starting out or just photographers just starting out honestly just other than don't overdo it with the yeah, colors like don't don't overdo it and just keep shooting no matter what just keep shooting because sometimes you'll take a photo and you won't realize how good it is until you go home and put it on like your laptop or your computer and you see it out wide and you're like, okay never mind it's actually a great photo so yeah just keep shooting As, do you have any big projects coming up like any any sneak peeks that i can get uh i'm editing lots of my uh summer 2020 photos i've only posted like, yeah uh, yeah so i posted only a handful of the photos so now I'm finally, like I went through the other day, I think like two days ago, I went through like most of my photos and I uploaded them to Lightroom, edited them. And I'm like, you know what? I'm excited to post these. And I think that's like the best feeling is when you're excited to post. Usually <laughs> you... when I don't, like when I don't post on my account, it usually means like I have a photo that I'm, I want to post, but I'm like, I'm not excited about it. So I just keep putting it off. Why do you think that is though? Like, why are you just not excited about it? Because obviously, obviously, you know, that all, like, your friends and family, everyone is going to support the photo, no matter, like, because, like, I'm not you know what I mean, for the of course, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, into you're an actual professional photographer, me, I just like looking at pictures. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, pretty picture, let me share that. You know what I mean? And the nas you know what I mean? Like, where do you go? Where do you go? Like, hey, you know what? Like, I don't really like this photo. Like, why don't you just post it? Like, some photos that I never even post, I know people will still support and people will like, not just support because I took it, but they'll actually like it. But before I post any photo, I need to like it. I need to ah. be impressed by the photo about the shot itself, the edit, the story. I pretty much. I post my work out of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I want something that I'm proud of. Yeah, yeah. I'd be impressed if it was on a wall in a gallery or something someday. I don't want to be walking by and like, yeah, it's my photo. I'm not really a big fan of it out of it. Like I want to be fully impressed by my own photo. So with that being said, where do you see Boundcast four to five years from now? Like Akida, you've seen the growth in your own page. I've seen the growth in your own page we've like everybody has seen the growth in your work and it's progress from being like where it started started and how it is now correct where do you where do you think it's going to go or what what do you think like where do you want it to go i want to see myself working with like big brands and like hotel chains and restaurant chains and things like that it's like hopefully one day you'd be scrolling on for example instagram and uh, you'll find an ad for example for hilton and that photo would be taken by me, for example. That's like the goal for me. Or like if you're walking in the street and there's like a billboard advertisement, and it's like, okay, that photo, I took it out of it. But to be that, like, you don't want to go and do your own thing. Like, you know what? Like, you know, those you have like a lot right now, like 
um i forget the guy's name the libyan irish guy is he irish yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where he I goes and takes right. pictures of where he goes or you have like people that just travel like you don't want to do do you want to do travel shots or do you want to just do like illegique you know what i mean 100% because when you get for example sponsored to go take pictures of the hotel they pay for all the travels they pay for everything there so your main so that is definitely yeah to be to be a travel photographer uh, what are what are uh, like um what are three words you would use to describe Sadiq and three words to describe Boundcast and what's similar between Sadiq Al-Gilal and Boundcast Definitely dedicated that is a word I'd use to describe both So I definitely use uh, the word dedicated for both Sadiq as well as Boundcast uh <laughs> I'm blacking out for words right now. It's a question. pretty much to everything. You know what I mean? definitely a question I didn't, I didn't see coming. the one you know what I mean? That's the question you should tell people about before. <laughs> Dedicated, definitely, definitely. You know what? I I see you. I, I like you persevere. That number one, I see you as a very persevering dude. Because think of it this way, right? Yo, I've seen you go in a blizzard. Um, uh, what is it called? When we have a, like uh, frostbite warnings, yeah. you're going out and taking photos. So like you persevere a lot more than anybody. I've also seen you take pictures in extreme, like in. Like obviously, Canada is not like Libya, but I've seen you take pictures in extreme heat in Canada. So perseverance, I think, is one. Um, I'd say easygoing. Easygoing that is for Sadiq more than Bankast. And then for like Bankast, I'd say I hate talking about myself as like. <laughs> but the whole the whole idea behind this is you talking about yourself. That's all. That's, the, if I was going to talk about myself, I could go on for days, but it's not about me. I hate calling myself Boundcast, basically. Well, well, obviously, you know, you know, like Boundcast. Yeah, where did you come up with the idea for Boundcast? Like, where, where did the you know, like, hey, let me call myself Boundcast. Like, away from the question, so you could think about the three, the three, you know, the three adjectives to describe yourself. Like, where did the idea for the name Boundcast come? Tell So, like. I had my German friend who had who was into photography and he had like his Instagram account and I'm like, like, are there any tips for me starting my account? He's like, you just need a, like an easy name. Like don't put Sadiq photography or something along those lines because that's just very generic. <laughs> Sadiq photography or Libya Harra or Susu. <laughs> too, too sweetie. But like I basically, I, need, I needed a, a company name basically. So I went on like lots, like I said, I, I kid you not, I spent two hours on like random name generators and all that, trying to find a name. And then finally I found Castbound. I'm like, okay, you know what? That actually sounds good. So I go on Instagram and I go and I choose that name and it was taken. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm digging in really deep and I'm like, okay, what if I just, instead of it being Castbound, I just go bound cast. And it wasn't taken, so I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's do it. And then I actually, was, I'm, I'm impressed by myself for creating like a brand name that everybody knows of. 
when like it the, just when, rolls off of the tongue, you know. When did it, when did you take that? When did you take it? You said started in twenty fourteen. So twenty fourteen oh, no, was no. it? August twenty sixteen. August twenty sixteen. You chose the name Boundcast, and it is now forever ingrained in stone. Literally, the day <laughs> I created my Instagram account. Before I told any of my friends about my account, I literally went put that username on. Okay, that was the start. I had a logo going on for the longest time on my account. That's kind of like me. So you, yeah, you remember? You remember when when I thought of the idea? Like, think of it. Yeah. When was that? May? Probably before that. April? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before that, yeah. Yeah, April. Like the idea for the podcast obviously came for a, like a while ago, and then yeah. I never took the steps until May. And then look, I I took I have an email. Like the email, the at on Instagram and Twitter, I never used it till yeah. this day. Like I just started using it. You know what I mean? I still remember when you messaged me, like asking for tips on the name and then the logo. I remember you see what I mean? House party during first lockdown, <laughs> just talking about it for hours and hours and going on to Photoshop and just editing a logo for you and then messaging with CM saying how the logo was coming. And, and, and well. look at how we are see what i mean like obviously do you do you think you'll like from creating boundcast do you think you have any regrets with the name or do you just not at all actually like it's one of the things i'm very proud of one thing i i wouldn't change now it's iconic because like, like even in the auto photography community if you say sadiq most people won't know who that is boundcast. then the second you say boundcast everybody knows who you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> even exactly. even I think my friends like when I when I, when you came to visit, I told them, "Oh, yeah, my friends' league is coming." Like, who's that? Like, Boundcast. Ah, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like most of them know me by my Instagram handle. Do you have- go to like photography meets and I'll be like, "Oh, hi, my name is Sadiq," and they're like looking at me. I'm like, "You probably know me by Boundcast." Oh, that's you. <laughs> so that's why I finally decided to put my photo as my profile picture. After how many some years? People can recognize the face. Yeah. After. Put a face to the work. Put a face to the work. Yeah. Basically put a face to the name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you have any, do you have any regrets in general with Boundcast? None whatsoever. I, I regret going like, for example, a month and a half without posting sometimes. But like, other than that, no, like I'm trying my best to be consistent, especially this year. Like my goal is to post at least once a week so that's minimum 52 you've already started slacking on that no no <laughs> well, i can easily post twice a week how i already posted once yeah so only get we're, we're recording this on january 7th i've already posted one and i have like six <laughs> waiting for me to post. Uh, yeah okay so it's been a week now so you posted once okay so you're, you're set Correct. you're set for this week now yeah. you just gotta keep that going and you're saying no, no, no. you're saying this on the so podcast so this is this is written down I'm gonna oh, replay no, the audio I, for you. I know that. I know that. <laughs> now, the you're I won't, I, you're I won't holding your. You're, you're setting you pretty high, high standard. <laughs> you set the you set the standard pretty high. <laughs> yeah. Um. So back to the final question. Like, mm-hmm. what are three words you would describe Sadiq and Bankas and yeah, Bankas and what I'm is a, similar? I'm gonna describe them as one. Okay. I don't okay. wanna do the split Sadiq Bankas type of thing. But they're but they're different personas. You know what I mean? They definitely are, but at the same time, it's the same person running both. I don't know. Uh, so I'd say I guess. For, so I'd say for both dedicated, um, accountable, and uh, I'm not sure what the last one would be. 
maybe honest. Like I say it how it is. Like if I've been MIA just because like the, for example for posting on my photography account and like if I've been MIA because I just didn't feel like posting, I'd just straight up say that. Honest in that sense, or is it honest also in your work? Like do you like you show everything? Both. As in if I post a photo, I'll post the like if I need like if I know I changed lots in the photo, I'll post it before and after. And like even the or honest with the stories that you tell or where you've taken it. 100%. Like, if anybody asks about any location, for example, especially, for example, if you go through my fall photos, every yeah. single post, there's at least two, if not three people asking, oh, which trail is that? Or where was that taken? And I'm not the type of guy to be like, oh, yeah, it's just taken in Ottawa. And that's about it. Yeah, like that, that's that's what I kind of hate about, like, I, I don't know if you've seen fashion, like, Instagram pages, but a lot of them never post like where they got their clothes from, which kind of annoys me a little bit because you know how much I love clothes. And so yeah. whenever I see like a pair of pants that I really like or a t-shirt, things like that, and they never tag something, it just annoys me. Same thing with the photography community. There's lots of people that if you ask where the tickets are like, oh, I took it in downtown. Because like, okay, yeah, they don't want I, you, I they don't want them, people stealing yeah. their work. It's not even stealing the work. It's just, I was inspired by this photo. I want to put my own spin on it. I love it. Do you think do you think that if you like if you post a location, maybe someone will take take the same shot and just not and they'll just not tag you? Like like remember like you you mean you were there. Like remember in Toronto you took a shot? That was your shot. Like <laughs> that was your shot. And I seen it with my own two eyes. You take it and you post it. And then someone else went to that same spot and copied your exact same photo. And it, it happens a lot. And like and they got more, they got more likes and shares. They got posted like, by Complex. Like I, I don't, I can't like say that. Oh yeah, he definitely took it from me. Well, Most obviously, likely because it's literally the exact same thing, and it's not something that's been done a lot or been done at all. It's like I'd be like, okay, yeah, he probably took it just because I use hashtags and that's how people find photos. But like at the end of the day, it doesn't really change what I do. I still post just to show my work. If someone wants to copy it, then so be it. There's not so much I can do about just, it. You're just proud of your work and what you do. And no matter what, it's still your, you're still proud of it regardless. Imitation is the best form of flattery, whether they do good <laughs> or not. So <laughs> honestly, it's just, like, I can't complain out of. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, always. Bye, Sahet, Hash, Sadiq. Thank you for being on the podcast. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me as your first guest. It's an honor. You know, I had to flex it a little bit. I'm friends with Boundcast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Let's keep an eye out for tomorrow's post. Uh, we'll do. We'll do. That, yeah. that is something I'm excited about. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And this has been episode two of Kulunatahafi. <laughs>